Hello, and welcome back to the Empower Light Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. I look forward to helping you grow in mind, body, and spirit by creating a safe space for sharing, goal setting, and growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you become the best version of yourself by tapping into what makes you uniquely you and to help you find your light. Every week, there will be a solo mini session that will feature meditation, goal planning, breathwork, or a mini workshop on a new topic. There will also be a longer session with a guest speaker from the fitness, health, and wellness space focused on sharing their inspiring story to finding out who they are in hopes to impact you. This is Empower Light. Hello and welcome back to the Empower Light Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers, and today we have a very special guest on. We have Amy here. She is a friend that has been introduced to me from Zach Donahue. Another amazing connection from Zach, of course. Hi, Amy. How are you doing today? I am doing so good. How are good. you? Good. <laughs> I'm just so happy you are here. It really is such a pleasure to have you here. And I wanted to kind of give you the floor to start off to let the listeners know a little bit about you. So would you mind kind of introducing yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the introduction. Shout out, Zach. We love you. <laughs> Shout out, Zach. I'm Amy. Uh, my full name is Amy Strauss. I live in Santa Monica, California. I was actually born and raised in LA, um, which is, yeah, it's interesting. It's like a, a little bit of a love hate. I mean, not like a hate. I just, yeah, I feel called to leave, but it's not quite time yet. So okay. But yeah, I was born we'll and raised too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, I'm an intuitive somatic healer. So the work I do has been evolving over time. I also teach yoga and I've been teaching yoga for five years. So that was kind of, in many ways, the start of really my embodiment journey. Uh, although it was, of course, like shaping before I started doing yoga and teaching yoga too. But um the work I do now is so centered around like somatic therapy, although I'm not like a, you know, I'm not a certified therapist. I just want to like make that clear too, but I do a lot of somatic modalities and practices and a lot of body-based therapy tools for finding regulation and just connection back to body and back to self. And I mean, a lot of it's uh, centered around healing trauma because trauma lives in the body. I'm a big, 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 big believer in the mind-body connection and I just know how much power it holds when we bring the body into healing. Like that's when true healing begins. So yeah, that's a lot of the work I do. I also um, do energy healing, like intuitive healing and Reiki healing. And I kind of fuse that into my work. So I do a lot of different modalities and kind of make it one big, beautiful therapeutic coaching container that centers around trauma healing and mind body healing and energy healing and all the things. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, it was like a lot, but that's kind of how I capture my work. <laughs> I love it. No, honestly, I, I'm I'm one of many different jack, jack of all trades type of people too, where I, yeah. you know, I'm a trainer, a life coach, all these different things and, you know, breath work now and moving into this space. Yeah. Um, 
I would love to hear more about kind of intuitive healing and somatic healing and kind of what is that for the person that is listening to this and is like, I don't really understand what that means. Yeah. Talk us through that. Totally. I know it's, it's interesting. Somatics is like a really big term that's coming online more, but still people still quite aren't sure. So somatics, like your soma is your body and it's like all your, more than that, they're like all your lived experiences up until this point in your life. And it holds a lot of important information and like data, you know, of things that we've been through. And so our mind can recall certain memories, but there's a lot of memories our minds can't recall. Like if you've ever heard someone like, oh, I don't really remember that much of my childhood or yeah, like that's for a reason. Like we will totally forget things because it's our mind's way of trying to protect us. Um, And so the basis of somatics is really healing a lot of those experiences that are stored in the body that are causing so much I don't want to call it chaos in our lives, but just so many patterns that aren't serving, you know, whether that's, and and that can look like chronic pain too, chronic illness. Um, So it can definitely manifest as physically uh, having symptoms, or, you know, it can just look like having really intense uh, patterns of self-sabotage or really unhealthy relational dynamics with you and your romantic partner or friendships, like just things that are not ultimately like serving us and our growth and being in true alignment but the basis of somatics is also like those patterns are there for a really really meaningful reason because they've been protecting you for so long and it's like such a hardwired hardwired survival pattern so I really root a lot of my work in like so much compassion and I hold that space for clients deeply because trauma fragments us too into so many different parts where we're shaming ourselves for having this pattern where we're, you know, shaming ourselves for still being with like that toxic ex or like, um, you know, romantic partner or whatever. So it's like, it's so complex as you can tell, but I mean, the human experience is so. And it's so beautiful too. At the end of the day, it's so complex, but so beautiful. And Mm. I could not agree more the mind body spirit connection is something that I ingrain all my work in because I really do believe it all is so connected. Yeah. And exactly like you said, we heal, we hold so much trauma and yeah. different life experiences in our body. And I really personally have seen it develop for myself, at least into different chronic illnesses over my life. And yeah. so forth. And being oh, able to right. dive deep into these limiting beliefs and these different experiences that are trapped in our subconscious, that yeah. is made all the difference for me, especially this last two years, I'd say I've been done doing a lot of inner work. So I wanted to ask you when you do do this work with your clients, say I'm your client and I'm coming in, what is like, talk me through kind of the steps of how you would approach working with someone, how you work in a session and what it kind of looks like moving forward. Yeah. I, it's funny. I used to do like more single session work. And now that I've been doing this for a little while, I'm kind of like, uh, edging on the side of like not offering single sessions because it just gets so deep and there's so much and this work really transforms you over an extended period of time and so yeah. we need that time to like get really into it so so basically I would you know give you an intake form and just kind of I mean that sounds like really cold but like an intentions <laughs> form we'll call it <laughs> Love that. no you need it it's form. important <laughs> 
just yeah just to get like a you know a well-rounded idea of kind of like where you're at on paper but then when you come in we would like talk about what's really present for you what challenges are coming up and every session is so personalized to the person and this is where I use my intuitive skill set to really guide the session because whenever people are telling me their problems like I'm listening and I'm hearing and I'll also like pause where my intuition says like, okay, like let's pause here and like really feel into what's present um, or like what I'm hearing based off what you're saying is, but I'm also kind of like tracking the body. It, it depends on if we're doing a virtual or an in-person session. I, I do offer both. Okay. Um, but I'm also like paying attention to like people's body cues and like I'm, I'm listening and I'm also like guiding everything back to the body. Um, yeah. So sometimes in between, like, it'll usually start off with like a lot of therapeutic support, like coaching support. Um, and we'll kind of talk for the first half of the session or so. And then I might pause and kind of like guide you back to the body or do like a grounding into the body and like feel into whatever that situation's bringing up in the body. Sometimes it's like also listening to, you know, what a yes is in the body and what a no is in the body. That's really important for boundary work. If people are struggling with boundaries, which has definitely been a very, (laughs) a path that I know very well. It's like always my biggest lesson in this life is like boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. I I think that's like, I mean, I think that's so normal for like someone who's so empathic, you know, (laughs) but yeah, so we'll do that. And then, and then the second half is more of like an energy healing uh, and reading. So, you know, usually I'll, cue people to lay down sometimes people want to sit up that's fine too but we'll ground like way more we'll close the eyes I'll like do a like a sensory somatic kind of meditation and ground them down into like the earth and then and like into their bodies and then yeah I'll just start dropping into their energy field and start kind of sharing what I'm feeling and sensing and what's coming up and then I'll like intuitively clear stuff and um I mean, it's, it's always so different. So it's so hard yeah. to like tell Explain. someone exactly. Yeah. It's a challenge I've been coming across with the work I do. Cause I'm like, how do I like capture all of this? <laughs> no, I, I completely understand and relate to you so much because I find that I, as I'm kind of leaning more into this, into my intuition a little bit more, what I've been finding is, you know, everyone asks, you know, what do you do? You know, what are the, what's the ideal client you work with? Mm-hmm. And I honestly, genuinely, my answer to everyone is just, I do what the person in front of me needs and mm-hmm. I just know what they need. I have no explanation for what that is. Mm-hmm. I have no explanation other than I just listen to my intuition, my heart and what feels right in that moment. Yeah. And it is unbelievable. And I would love to talk about the power of our intuition here because yeah. it has been so unbelievable. The things that I've done when I've just been listening to my intuition yeah. And I've repeated things that back to people that they actually are thinking or that happened to them last week or today even. And yeah, I don't even know what's what I'm saying half the time. It yeah. Just, and they're like, oh my God, that just happened. Totally. That's the, that's the, the coolest one that happens in session. Cause you're like, all right, <laughs> we got something. something. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so talk to me about it. Talk to me about intuition and how important it is to kind of lean into that. And how, I guess, how do you kind of get in touch with your intuition a little bit more? Mm. A lot of questions. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a, I mean, it's such a big topic, you know, like I, my, I would say like my intuitive, I don't want to call it gifts, but like skill set gifts, whatever, like definitely skyrocketed after I did both of my Reiki trainings even more. Like I've always been an intuitive person. This is the thing though. It's like, we're, I mean, you know this, but we're all intuitive. Like 
you it's just reading energy and I feel like from a young age I've been able to like read energy in the sense of you know I think we kind of have to too if we grow up in households that are a little chaotic because it helps you understand like people's behaviors so you're kind of like oh I can see that this is just coming from this place and so you kind of get really good at reading energy oh yeah (laughs) so that was definitely like part of my childhood and growing up but it's such a subtle whisper that you just have to like get a little quiet or a lot quiet to, to start to listen to. I think like medit. I don't really do a ton of seated meditation anymore because I'm just really deep in my embodiment practices. And so it looks yeah. a little different now, yep. but seated meditation helped me for a long time. Just kind of like, not even like trying to get away from my thoughts, just like watching them and observing them and, you know, staying of course with my breath and tracking my body, but like just being really ref- like self-reflective and introspective helped with yeah. And I think I'm thinking about like earlier on in my journey, because now it's easy, like, well, yeah, this is what my intuition is telling me. And so it's easy to like, not even talk about it as much. Right. But journaling helped me a lot too. And I was, you know, not living a life that was fully aligned. Like it would help to just have those moments where I could really connect back to what was true for me. Yeah. Um, But I mean, I work with so many clients who like, know their intuition is telling them something but they're not listening and then there's always that moment where you finally do listen or something big and catastrophic happens and you're like oh my god I was right all along and so I think like those are really key moments for people to pay attention to and like really track and take note of in their lives when those moments happen if they're you know to the person who's having a hard time listening to the intuition or really honoring it like I think that's really important yeah and understanding why that is too. I would agree, you know, like yeah. those things kind of happen as you kind of feel that little ping on your heart to do something, you know, what is the reasoning behind why you don't do that thing? Why you don't make that decision? Is it fear of failure? Is it, mm. you know, being nervous that someone's going to judge you? Is it because mm. the world outwardly would say that's kind of strange, you know, what is that? Yeah. And maybe diving a little bit more deeper into that too. Yeah. And I think sometimes people, you know, it's kind of like the classic, like you're in a relationship with someone who, I don't know, maybe is like, we'll, we'll call it gaslighting you because people love that term these days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? But the person who's like, yes. making you think you're kind of crazy. Yep. Um, and so yeah. like, I think that people have experienced that a lot, even just in childhood because of like authority figures or whatever. And so everyone's kind of conditioned to not listen to what's really inside. Like intuition has, hasn't been valued in our society. Like logic is really valued. <laughs> Because yep. it's more Absolutely. like measurable and tangible. Yep. Um, and we can access it more. There was something else I was going to say about that in response to what you said, but I can't remember. Maybe it'll come back to me. Yeah, I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> one, of those, one of those days. It'll, it'll come, come back. back speak, oh, I remembered. And we'll yeah. stop for <laughs> but that's beautiful. I would guess a question for you with that would be, you kind of mentioned journaling. You mentioned meditation. For those that are trying to practice a little bit more focusing on their intuition, any tips, any tricks other than that, that you would suggest as far as, you know, one I would personally suggest is if you're listening to this right now and you're like, Hey, you know, that's me. I had this calling or this feeling to do this thing yesterday and I just ignored it. Mm -hmm. My suggestion would just be to go back and do it. If you have the opportunity to do still, or if you're considering something, even thinking about it's been coming to your heart for some time, you know, just go for it. At the end of the day, you can always turn around and go do something else, or you can go backwards and go back to what you were doing. If 
let's take it to a job, for example, you feel like you're not fitting in the position you're at right now, yeah. you know, lean into your intuition and, and you feel yourself happy and passionate about something else and something else is coming up for you and calling you somewhere else, you know, just go for it. If the worst case that can happen is you, you go back and you return to where you were and re, you know, regroup, but any totally. advice? Yeah. I know when you were saying all that too, I was like, Oh, I remembered it. And it kind of goes, there you go. so yeah, I mean, and the, based off just off what you said too, like we're always learning in each and every moment. And so if there's an, like, if there's a moment where you didn't listen to that initial intuitive hit or ping or whatever, like you're, you're just learning from it for next time, you know? So there's no, I think it's really important to piggyback, piggyback off what you said and not be so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Oh, I should have listened. And then you kind of like nag on that. It's like, no, 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 no. You learn from that. So it's all beautiful and it's all happening as it's meant to. Um, I think it's important for people to get in touch with how their intuition speaks to them. Cause mm-hmm. I, I think some people are like, oh yeah, my gut will always tell me like, you always hear about that, like gut feeling. Yep. I feel like my intuition shows up in more of just like, I just kind of know it. Like I just know it and feel it. And it's just like, it's not so much of a body, like bodily physical sensation, which is interesting because I'm such like a body centric feeling sensation based person but it just more is like a like a feeling and like a knowing and like a pull to something Mm, so it kind of shows up more like instantly because I'm like oh yeah I just know that that is what I need to do um whereas some people do really feel it in their body somewhere and some people do really like feel it in their heart I feel it in my heart too I guess That, that resonates for me but so yeah I think that that is important to pay attention to like little micro moments where you feel called to something. Absolutely. It's funny. You, as you said that, I was just thinking about how for me, my intuition has been kind of changing over time too. So, and I think that's something to also note. It might feel like a pull in your gut too at some points, but maybe it's in your head, maybe it's in your heart, or maybe it's that easy thing. Like you said, it just comes to you. And in you what do- ways has yours been changing? So I feel like I've always had that, like, so I was raised Catholic. So I was always kind of throughout my life having that, like guilty, like not guilty, mm. but you know, the yeah. conscience of like, mm, this feels right. This feels wrong. Like all those things throughout my life. Yeah. But in the last couple of years, I feel a lot in my heart and in my head. Mm. So I would say like the best way to describe that it's, it's still like a gut feeling, um, but it's more like visualization. Like I can see things come up in meditations. I can see things oh. come up in prayer, like mm-hmm. actual visualization. And then with, um, my mind as well, it's, it's like, I'll go to do something. So I'll just give an example of something that you mentioned that made me think of a recent int- intuitive action. So I was driving by my grandmother's church, uh, two months ago, three months ago. And I felt like this intuitive call to like go inward, go inside. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm a little busy. I'm a little busy. I'm driving. I'm driving. Eh, okay. Nah, I'll come. I'll do it another time. So I leave. And the whole night, I just had this like ping on my heart, ping on wow. my head. Like, you should have gone. You should have gone. You should have gone. Why didn't you go? And it wasn't like a Catholic guilt thing. There's a story behind it. So yeah. about two weeks later, I was out that way again, driving by again, had the exact same thing happen. And this time I was like, I remember that night and I was, I just had that. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go in go inside. um, And my grandmother has been suffering from um, some health issues. And I go inside and immediately I see 
the priest that she works with. And this was like a random time. There was not supposed to be a mass going on. It was like late at night on a Saturday. They had a a random mass going on. They ended up dedicating the mass to my grandmother, um, praying for her. And I actually asked for a sign that everything was going to be okay. And she would get through everything in that. And I asked that the Lord, because my belief is, you know, I've obviously lived in the universe and so forth. Yeah. For me, it still is my faith is um, ground in Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. I know it looks differently for everyone. Totally. To yeah. me, I was like, Jesus, like, can you work through me in some way? Like, please, mm-hmm. like, I'm praying. Like, like she had pretty much been given a, a six month, you know, wow. to live type a mm-hmm. diagnosis. And I was like, if there's anything I can possibly do, like, please, Lord, like, mm-hmm. show me everything's going to be okay. But like, show me how you can work with, through me somehow. And I open my eyes and I look right in front of me and on the pew, right in like the pew directly in my line of vision, as close as you are to me right now is her name engraved in the pew. Oh my And I was gosh. like, what on earth? I, not only did I walk into this, church, I just happened to pick the random pew out of a hundred pews that her name's carved into. Oh my God. On a mass that they prayed for her healing in. And here's the kicker. Wow. I had some intuitive actions kind of happen for me later on throughout the year. And this is actually not throughout the year. It was about a month and a half ago. This is a story not a lot of people know. So podcast, I'm, I'm getting vulnerable here real quick. I'm oh, to do that, people but love it. <laughs> people love it. And it's, it's cool to share with Amy here. Um, yeah. But I actually was with her, just me and her in mass. Um about a month later, first I called her up that night and I told her what happened. She was like, this was the thing I needed to know that I needed to keep fighting, that my life isn't over. And, you know, she, from that day, she made a decision that she wasn't done. Um, and then a month later we were in church and I just felt this call to reach over and put my hands on her and pray for her. And I, I, I prayed and prayed and prayed for heal the power of healing and the ability to heal in that moment. And I, I did it out of pure unconditional love. It was like, I love this woman more than anything. Mm. This is her time. Like, please, please, Lord. Like, I beg you just give her some more time here. Mm. Um, she has been cancer free for about a month now. So wow, I have full body chills. Oh my gosh. What a beautiful story. That story. You were meant to share that right now. Like that is so yeah. going to help someone yeah. listening. I don't even know why that came up right now. That's why your intuition, but that's just so beautiful. My gosh. I'm so happy for you guys. And I'm just, it's just, I'm just so, this is why I'm so glad you're on this podcast today. And that's why Mm. we can talk about this because it exists. I believe in it so hardly and what you're doing is so valuable and so special. Mm. And that's just the proof right there and all the lives that you've impacted already from doing mm. this. It's thank just, you. you're so welcome. And thank you for being open to sharing and open to being sharing about your intuition and how important it is to lean into that because yeah, if it weren't for people like you that I've, you know, learned and grown from, I don't think I would be leaning so far into my intuition this past year, two years. Mm. Like you said, it's always been there. It's always been on my heart in some way. But the yeah. way it shifted and the things it's done in my life from focusing on it this year, it's just been unbelievable. So I mean, that is such a beautiful, like incredible story. And that's the power of listening to your intuition. And yeah. I, I think that, 
the last thing like I would say in, in regards to intu- the intuition conversation is like it doesn't ever make sense really like you didn't know why you needed to go there you know and that's how it works like sometimes people get this really strong call to all of a sudden move cities like yeah. or go you know what I mean just like no one knows why yeah totally <laughs> I'm starting to feel it I was gonna say you now you're next yeah it's like you never know why you're called somewhere or why you are feeling like and so you can't try to logic with it you just have to follow it and you'll find out why later on like and it's gonna be probably some beautiful miraculous moment like you had that is (laughs) so incredible it's the looking back on the things that happen when you follow that's just so unbelievable oh my it makes me like emotional like I feel like I'm gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) also like we were talking about this before like our energy and everything and so forth um, it's just so funny, like to like talk yeah. to you now and be in this state where we are, um, yeah. you know, so focused on our energy and so forth. So yeah, moving forward from the intuition conversation, I wanted to ask you a few more questions about the energy. So we were just talking about energy a lot and yeah. talk to me about the energy exchange that kind of happens when you work with clients and maybe some tips for people like me that might be kind of getting started in this space of how do you I find, I guess the best question I'm trying to ask right here is I find a lot of times when I work with clients, it's a very um, beautiful energy exchange and it's almost very draining after. Um, mm-hmm. Like we were just saying how we're both, oh, we want to cry and we're happy and mm-hmm. and so forth. I'm sure after this conversation, we're both going to feel very tired and exhausted because of that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me about the energy exchange and kind of how that kind of looks for you. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like sometimes... I I will only feel drained after things if I pack like too much into my day or if I don't like properly like, you know, use energetic boundaries and like, you know, protection and all that stuff before. And then like I I do my best to be really intentional about like grounding my energy and kind of like protecting it. And, um, you know, I do believe like we're naturally protected and we're naturally supported in that way but I do that before sessions and then I'll like kind of like clear my energy after sessions and stuff and so I find that if I am really drained after I'm probably like giving too much of myself and not enough of just like letting the energy flow through me or letting like you know God or the universe work through me when you speak of energy when we speak of energy obviously know what we're talking about Talk to me like I'm someone that has no idea what this is. Energy is just, it's everything that we feel that we can't see, you know? And so like, it does require you to have some like belief system in, you know, higher power or like just a universal force. Or maybe you just believe that like mother nature holds all the energy, whatever you believe in. But like, it does require a bit of connection to like something guiding us and supporting us. I feel because, because that's like, belief in something we can't tangibly see either I mean we've seen beautiful the beautiful forces of nature but like we are we are of nature so it's like how can you I don't know it's it's such an interesting conversation but yeah so energy even if you're not like an energy healer like people I always tell people this like you have the power to like move and clear your own energy I mean you move energy every time you do breath work you move energy every time you do a yoga practice or a workout you move energy when you dance and like you know shake your body and like (laughs) like you're always moving you always have the power to move your own energy and so 
when I do it in session, I mean, I'm attuned to be an energy healer through like Reiki trainings, but we're all still always moving energy. And if you feel like you need to like protect your energy, if you're going to like, you know, a big party or gathering, or if you're even just going to hang out with someone who like, maybe you're not like hundred percent feeling safe with, I don't know, just whatever the situation may be. You can always, um, a really like popular one is to ground your energy down into the earth. So that would look like having like a grounding cord at the base of the spine and just like imagining it starting to like root all the way down to like through the layers of the earth and it like would wrap around the center core. And so it's kind of like, it's a grounding meditation. Yeah. So you can do that. And then one of my mentors and teachers, Allie, she's lovely. I actually just saw her before this. <laughs> I love that. She, she's the best. Yeah. I've done mentorship with her. She always um, would tell me to like protect my energy with like white roses surrounding me. And so you just kind of like envision it. And I mean, some people are really visual. I'm even, I'm actually like not that visual. I'm more like feel things. So I'll like tune into it and just kind of like set the intention to feel them and visualize them around me. And, and like, do it with the intention of the white roses, like filtering out anything that's not, you know, of the highest vibration throughout your day. Um, and however it's meant to like show up for you is how it will look, you know, it doesn't, there's no right or wrong, but white roses hold like the highest frequency. Mm. So they're really protective in nature. Um, so I'll do that. Or sometimes I'll just like, imagine like, you know, white gold light, like running through my body and around my body and like, and when I do that and I really just like sit in like a meditative space and kind of like put my hands in my heart and like tune into it, like I feel so much better. And so like energy work, it can be, I mean, it can be really powerful, but it can also be really subtle, you know? And so I think sometimes it's hard to track in that way. Um, some sessions I have with clients are really like viscerally powerful where their like whole body is like buzzing and they're like, whoa, like I felt that move and sometimes they're just really subtle you know subtle energetic shift sessions where they just feel really grounded and calm and relaxed and like it's always different (laughs) it's always different and that is yeah part about it all is just that's where I completely agree with you that you have to believe in something bigger than yourself like yeah because that is a belief that you it's not even you doing the work you're just a vessel for the work to be done exactly when you have that person in front of you, you don't know what you necessarily you're going to be doing for the day, what it's going to look like. Exactly. And I think that's the best way to describe it for anyone that's wondering, you know, what, yeah. what do you mean by that? You know, it's just, yeah. it's not us doing the work. That's and when I am truly like in that space of being a vessel, I feel like it's more energizing, but you know, obviously I can't take like five clients a day with that, but so it is an, it is an interesting guide to notice, like if I am feeling drained, I'm like, okay, why? Like, what was it that had me drained about the situation? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I love that you talked about that. Cause I was like, Hmm, I don't know if I would feel drained. Like, I don't think I would feel drained after this conversation. You know what I mean? But no, it's, it's, and like you said, we're, we're protecting your energy and so forth. Where it's very positive. We're kind of <laughs> conversing about all these cool things. Um, I have a client right after this where it's one of my first breath works. She's uh, one of my good friends. One of my first breath works since mm. getting certified that mm. I'm truly going in just full intuition. Not that I'm not prepared and not planned, but, you know, mm. normally I come up with a script. I, I do a lot of time preparing for it. 
This one, I'm going to literally, quite literally yeah. grab myself before I have a playlist and I'm just going to see what comes up, like close my eyes and just flow. And I think it's, I think it's going to be the best one yet. And I, I was literally just thinking that <laughs> phrase exactly. And I was going to say it. I was just telling my best friend this the other day that, I mean, I've been teaching yoga for five years. Mm. Every time I go to teach yoga class and I think about what I'm going to say and how I'm going to cue and what like I want to bring, like every time I do that, it's not one of my best classes at all. Like, nope. and I, like I know what, I know how to teach yoga. Like I'm, a, I feel like I'm a, I hold beautiful space in that, in that way. But like every time I go in and I'm kind of just like, even if I go in really frazzled because of like whatever's happening in my day, I like ground with the class immediately and I just like really drop in with them and I just allow stuff to channel through. And it's like such a lovely class. It's like so beautiful, <laughs> you know, because like, you're, you're not thinking about, it. you're not trying to control the outcome. It's like, it's like perfectionism versus being the vessel. Yep. And I think it obviously it takes a lot of like knowledge and stuff like that. Like it takes practice. And it, like you said, you've had five years to, be able to cultivate things mm. naturally through you, but to like extent with yoga where, you know, obviously, you know, like poses and things like that. Like, yeah. but like, I'll give an example. Like I just got asked to do chair yoga about, I want to say like three weeks ago, I did my first chair yoga session. I Wait, are you a yoga teacher too? So I am getting my 200 hour in Bali oh. in two weeks, which oh my God, a podcast surprise. I don't think I told anyone. That. Oh, I love that. I also love Bali. Oh my gosh. Oh, you've been there. I have. I went for my 25th birthday. I'm no getting 29 in like a month and a half. So I miss wow. it. I would love to go back, but <laughs> Where were you when you were there? What island? I went to Abud and Shangu and like went into Seminyak a little bit because it's right next to Shangu, but I want to go back and go to like um Uluwatu and just more of like beautiful islandy yeah. places I need all the recommendations I'm going to uh, again but I will be over like I'm gonna do a ton of travel like around just yeah Bali. um yeah oh, you're gonna love there. it I'll be there for a month and a half oh my goodness that's incredible Hell and yeah. to be how cool to talk to you and, and to be in this, like entering in this, into the space during this time period too. Yeah. And to be I mean, going over there. Like, what are totally. the well, we'll exchange numbers and you can, I mean, I'm happy to talk to you about all the things. Yes. Oh my gosh. About your time there. That is going to be so much fun. And I am so excited. So I'm getting my 200 hour certification. Um, right now Yay. I've been a trainer for about four years now. So um, I obviously know stretching and things like that. And it was chair yoga. Yeah and so forth. So it wasn't too hard. I actually had one of the members reach out to me and ask if I would teach it because the normal teacher wasn't around for the next couple of weeks. And the first time I remember going in, it was um, for the elderly. So there was yeah. about, I want to say like 15 people there. So I did a ton of research going in. I was like, okay, what do you, and then I realized I'm like, oh, this is like, we're doing cat cow. We're doing yeah. very basic, you know, side bends and four folds on the chair. It's nothing that crazy, but yeah, I was so nervous and did all this research the first time I went in. Yeah. The second time I didn't prepare anything. I went right in and I grounded at the beginning mm -hmm. and the amount of feedback I got on the second session was mm. insane. They mm. actually asked me if I would potentially take over for this person mm -hmm. should they ever decide to quit and any and or time that they are not around, like I'm the step in. So that was really beautiful to see. And that's just a point to say, you know, you don't need, yes, you need a grounding and understanding of basic concepts sometimes, yeah. but whatever, whatever 
you're called to say and called to do in the moment. It's all about just grounding and just letting it flow through you. Um, I think that's such a like beautiful takeaway to even just a bigger conversation of like us trying to control things in our lives. And it's like, no, we don't need to. There's a different plan that we can't even see yet. <laughs> yep. And how I, I was going to say, talk to me about that because I find at least the last few years, the more I lean into my intuition, whatever comes up, if I just do it or I just say the thing or whatever, I look back and it's insane. The amount mm. of change. not well, I can't name one time that I've listened and done it and it has bit me in the butt or I've turned back or even questioned it so far. So talk to me a little bit about that too. Yeah. Um, I find that when we are moving too fast, which is such a huge problem in society, it's really easy to get in the mind. And I mean, it's kind of like a being in the mind versus being in the heart conversation too. You know, it's like when we're in that like mind, like leading with the mind, it's, it's just always trying to protect us. And the way it knows how to protect us is to try to control our circumstances externally to try to But we find safety in that because the unknown is super unsafe, you know, and that that comes back to like the work I do too. like somatics is all about nervous system regulation. And we're always like unconsciously, unconsciously sensing if something is safe or unsafe and the unfamiliar is always unsafe. And so it causes a lot of dysregulation. And so if we don't have enough resources to be able and resource by resources, I mean like practices or even just awareness of like being able to like regulate ourselves and like anchor into our practices and like, you know, yeah. your connection to God or your faith or whatever, um, like whatever anchors you and helps you find that, that sense of safety and peace, then it's going to be really hard to like surrender. You know, it's going to be really hard to like live in that heart space where you're like, okay, I don't know what the hell is next. I have literally zero idea but I trust that whatever is coming is is meant for me versus like staying in the job that you hate right because it's safe and it's familiar or staying in the relationship because it's safe and it's familiar even though you feel like maybe it's not it yeah I mean oh my god so nuanced it all ties in together it all ties in together and like the we said the beginning the mind-body connection is so important and I like that you brought up that that point because what I think a lot of us do a lot of times is we sit so much in our logical mind. Mm. And we talked about this at the beginning, but how important it is to get into that subconscious mind and tap into those beliefs that are making the decisions that we are making on a daily basis. Like 95% of our decisions are made from our subconscious. So mm. if we can't dive into that, we don't do the work to dive into that. We could not be listening to a lot of the things happening in our life and I always say to everyone, I'm like, I think back to all the people in my life that have told me, you need to think with your head more, not with your heart. And every time I listened, it never worked out. Um, Gosh. And wow. The amount of time since I've listened to my heart. I mean, I even had like a relationship years ago that was grounded on get out of your heart, get out of your heart, get in your head, like big thinker, big feeler over here. Yeah. And, um, like what's your zodiac sign? <laughs> no, like honestly, well, Taurus. <laughs> okay, okay. You're a Taurus? No, I'm a I'm a Virgo. Oh, why did I think you just said Taurus? Oh, well, so they were a Taurus. I was a Virgo, so there was a little <laughs> oh, okay um, with everything. I don't really know much about zodiac signs, but <laughs> that's 
that's not a good pairing or something. I don't know. I'm a big, <laughs> like, I'm also apparently an outskirts or an outlier, outlier of the Virgo. Thing. Oh, I see. You probably have some other stuff going on, like some water in there for sure. Something. I would love to learn more about that. That is something yeah. I'm very interested in. We can totally talk about it. I've done a couple of astrology trainings, so I'm very <laughs> well-versed. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we will definitely be talking about that too. <laughs> But yeah, the, the heart versus the head, it's, it's always the heart is the, is the answer always, um, you know, the head only knows what it knows. And it always, like you said, just wants to keep us safe. So at the end of the day, it's doing its job. Right. But, um, its job isn't encompassing. It doesn't have all the information it needs. I would like to not switch gears, but I want to kind of ask you, a question that I ask a lot of my podcast um, guests as we kind of start to wrap up here, we're getting towards the the end of time here. I wanted to ask, you know, what is your light? So what is that thing that kind of sparks you up that makes you uniquely you? And if we've touched on it already, feel free mm. to just shout it out. You know, I have a feeling we might have, but mm. I want to hear from your perspective. I feel like I have like multiple answers coming forward. Do it. I mean, what intuitively feels like me um, at this point in time, at least I'll say, cause I feel like it could be ever evolving yep. is just, I mean, it kind of just goes with the conversation we we're just talking about, like really living in the resonance of the heart and letting other people feel that yep. and really letting other people just feel love from me all the time, you know, like unconditional love and compassion that feels like really, really part of the reason I'm here. And a lot of the healing that I like just bring to people and clients because it's like you don't even have to do that much like if people feel loved by you that is so healing like unconditionally loved yeah and people come to you for you too that's the other thing it's like the presence that you give off and who you are in the moment like that is why people come back to you and and gravitate towards you it's your is your energy it's it's who you are that unconditional love oh I cannot agree more on that Mm. It's so good. good. I feel like lately I've been working with like really allowing like all parts of yourself to be seen Mm. and just like realizing maybe there's been some incongruencies in like how I show up online versus how I show up in my day-to-day life, which is so silly because like the parts that I feel like I'm super playful when I like teach Mm -hmm. yoga or when I'm in person with people, but I'm not really like that playful all the time when I like show up online it's like why wouldn't I show all sides you know and so I think um I don't know that just came forward when you asked that question it's just like reminding people to let like all parts of themselves come forward all the time I love it not hiding yeah I was gonna actually lead into that question too anyway (laughs) I was gonna I was gonna once again speaking the words that are just here in this space I was just going to ask, you know, what advice that you give would give to people that you know, are trying to find their light, trying to find who they are. So, oh, yeah, totally. That makes sense. <laughs> that that <laughs> answer, no. But I mean, also like adding to that, just like, just trust yourself. Mm. I mean, like if you have to like, just be on your, your side, you know, there's some like, you have to be like your your own advocate. Just like build a really, really beautiful, intimate relationship with yourself and find connection to yourself each and every day. And that doesn't have to look like, like a three-hour morning or evening routine. It can look like 
five or 10 minutes of sitting on your bed when you wake up and just like placing your hands over your heart and just like taking a few moments of silence and stillness and just like breathing and just feeling it can look like any, anything, any practice going on a walk and just like breathing and looking around, you know, to drop into the present moment. But I think building an intimate relationship with yourself is the basis of like finding your light. I love it. Oh, thank you so much, Amy, for <laughs> today. This has been honestly such a pleasure. And I feel like so many people are going to be able to take away what you said today and mm. live. So I just thank you so much for being here. Yeah, this was really, 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 really awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad it just happened so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, Zach. Shout out, Zach. Zach. <laughs> oh and that, that's what the beauty of this is, right? You know, it's it just happened to be that this week I didn't have a guest lined up and it worked out exactly how it was supposed to. Once again, totally. leaving into intuition and the heart and just letting things kind of happen how they're supposed to. So I'm so connected. Yes, always connected. And speaking of connection, perfect. I was going <laughs> to ask you for those that would like to connect with you and get to know you a little bit more and maybe follow you on Instagram. Where can they find you? Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I'm at healing by Amy and I spell my name A I M E E. It's a little bit different. Um, so yeah, you can totally find me on Instagram. Give me a follow message me, just say hi and like connect. I would love to chat with anyone. My DMS are always open. I am on TikTok. I kind of go in and out of trying to do the TikTok thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm healing by Amy. I think I'm just Amy Strauss, but I should probably change that. Um, but yeah, if you want to chat, like definitely Instagram. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here, Amy. It has been a pleasure as always. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. So welcome. And for those listening, this has been another episode of the Empower Light Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers, and we will meet back here on Monday again for another solo mini session. Have a great rest of your week.